Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, shit. start this the first episode of the podcast i am super excited to finally get this thing going been talking about it thinking about it for a few years i want to say um just trying to get this thing going up the podcast have been taking over so much of media and entertainment and just a good way to spew like Stone Cold says, the bullshit on your brain. And I got a lot of bullshit on my brain. And, and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram are just not cutting it as avenues for me to express myself. And I started this podcast with that Come As You Are from Nirvana. Just because that's how you got to bring it. You got to come as you are. Right? So that's going to be part of the progress in listening to this shitty ass podcast as it gets better, as I figure things out, as I learn new things and uh, document my journey, my new journey in life. And as I do that, that's a beer I just popped, a nice Modelo Negro, like nice little black. Well, that sounded weird. Loosen things up a little bit. Um, really what I want to just go over is just an introduction. I needed to get on here and I'm getting some weird feedback noise in my headphones. There we go. Um, just work out some kinks, get some content going. Um, kind of just get a feel for all of this. Uh, Mainly what I, I want to, eh, it's not mainly, I want to talk about everything and anything. Ah, but I got a website going, vicisfunny.com. Trying to get my stand-up, I don't know if you want to call it a career. I could really care less where it goes. I just enjoy the process, the writing of jokes. Um, I can't remember what that's right. The writing of jokes, the, the thinking of, of bits, um, delivering them, making people laugh. Um, that's been my passion for as long as I could remember. And I'm 36 years old, born in 1982. And I feel like at 36, I, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. I still, you know, you have a job. And, and you know what you want in life, family and health and all that good stuff. But what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do with your life, right? If money wasn't an issue, if money wasn't the motivator, 
what would you want to do? And I struggle with that question for, oh man, forever, especially when you're in between jobs and you can't figure things out and you see people that you went to high school with and they look like they have things figured out. You don't know if they really have things figured out, but that's what you, you know, the stories you create in your head and, and you know, and those things would always, always cross my mind. I never had an answer. Never had an answer. Like if I didn't have to wake up Monday morning to go to work for a paycheck to pay these bills, what would I do? Would I just hang around the house doing nothing all day, playing video games? Maybe for a few weeks. But that stuff could get old once you're a streamer. You know what I mean? And that's a possibility. I do want to get my stream going again. I started a Twitch stream last year. I think like a little bit uh, about a month ago last year. And I did it for a little while, but I just I didn't stick with it. The video gaming and the schedule and the amount of work that I had to put in. The amount of work I had to do. I'm not. I just wasn't willing to do it at that point. But now I found stand-up comedy, and I, it's not that now I found it. I've now I've grown the balls to actually get up and get on an open mic. I got a little taste for it, and I kind of I, I want to dive into this world because number one, I don't have to give up my day job. I like my job. My job provides a great, uh, you know, security and cushion. For me, it provides for my family, health insurance, all that good, responsible shit your parents talk to you about for so long growing up. And um, you get those things, and then you realize you're not happy because you're not doing what you really want to do, right? Or you're not getting enough time of it, or I don't know. The The point is, is that... Um, I got a direction that I want to go in, something I, I, I think I'm really passionate about, and I want to explore, I want to learn more. I'm, like, I'm 36 years old, I'm not done, all right? I have a good 25, 30 years more that I can give to this and see what happens, you know? I'm not trying to sell out MetLife Stadium, but if I can work clubs locally or even on the road and do it at my leisure... Um, I think that's pretty awesome. You know, I have a job where I can transition to a more uh, mobile traveling position where I could work in gigs and develop material. And, and I just, you know, that that's a, a um, uh, something that feels good. It feels good to have a direction. It feels good to want to go somewhere like in your life you know and and do something and do something challenging and accomplish you know uh, I, I've always felt like whenever I've been like my lowest in my life it's always been when I'm not doing something I'm not accomplishing goals and I'm not progressing I feel like I'm just a lump and that's a terrible feeling so so the podcast, man, I, I had such a good podcast on the way 
Uh, I drove down to South Jersey for a baby shower. I just got back. I'm still in my clothes. Got the kid asleep. My wife's out of town. I'm down here in the basement by myself. And um, and I had such a good podcast on a two-hour ride. I, I, I was just thinking about it in my head because I've been thinking about it all day. I've, I've you know, just got this mic in um, and I was thinking about it all day about what am I going to say? How am I going to start it? Like, who's going to give a fuck? You know, and all those things that you want to talk yourself out of it. But now that I'm here and i got the mic in front of me and it doesn't come out the same way, right? But, um, yeah, so this is also about accountability, right? Because now i got a schedule to keep up, right? I'm going to develop a, a schedule. And I kind of want to break my day out. Um, I think... I think I might go old man style like Joey Diaz and just start writing out all of my days, all of my hours. What am I going to do? Like Monday, am I going to write? How much time am I going to write every day? I need to come up with some sort of a formula so that I can stick to, so that I can be accountable. I got to include, you know, the gym, my nutrition. When all those things are moving and all those things are kicking into gear god it feels so good you just feel like you have so much power in your life and you have so much confidence and and what other people are doing doesn't matter right because you're doing you right that that whole stay in your lane um you know the stay in your lane phrase uh and and i think that's really important because Man, when I'm thinking about what other people are doing, I get so insecure and I want to compare myself. And it's really easy to compare with people that may have some nice material things, but you never know what's behind the story, right? You have somebody, you see somebody with a nice 5 Series, 7 Series BMW, and you know. And you hang out with them, and you're like, man, this guy, this guy's doing all right. Look at this car, you know, he's got decent clothes. He seems really confident. Meanwhile, you have no idea what debt that guy could have, what, you know, personal problems they have. And that's why staying in your lane is so important because you're focusing on who you are and who you want to be and you're not being influenced by outside parties I spent too much of my life doing that being influenced by outside parties and me thinking about what other people care about and what other people are gonna think and what other people want like this is another crossover you know on uh, the podcast is another barrier to break through all of those um it's it's another object that i want to use to break through that barrier that's the way i want to word it uh, it's you know to to get past that um that mindset where what other people matters what other people think matters because it doesn't right i yeah i've always never been my true self in front of people because of what I thought other people 
might think of me or treat me differently, right? Because I always wanted people to like me. I grew up getting picked on. I grew up always having this feeling of being an outsider, of being different, not fitting in. And I've always tried to go above and beyond to make people like me. And I have this theory. I have this theory in my head about why I am, I am, I am the way I am with attention and with people and and I put this on my website too, and the about me, because I, you know, it's something that's been crossing my mind lately. And it's that when I was young, my dad died, six years old, and um, when he died, you know, my dad was such a big center of attention in my family, and from, you know, especially with his side of the family, he was the guy, and. Um, Everybody depended on him for things. Everybody, um, you know, he was just always the life of the party. He was always, um, you know, the person that's there to help you, all, all that good stuff. And when he died, my family, you know, poured this attention on me. And, um, and I soaked it up. It wasn't, you know, they didn't just force attention down my throat. I was there you know, putting on a show like that. Everything I did was for a crowd reaction. And I never saw that, um, you know, all my life in school. It translated into a lot of problems, a lot of detention, a lot of suspensions, a lot of arguments, write-ups, conferences. My mom used to get mad at me and nobody ever, ever said, hey, you know, Maybe you should do something in entertainment. Maybe you should do something where people, um, you know, you, you like to be the center of attention. You like to make people laugh. Nobody ever pointed that out to me. Stand-up comedy was never something I thought was a uh, an art. I never thought of stand-up comedy as, um, you know, a way to express yourself and It's tremendous, and that beer is tremendous, but the, um, the whole idea, the whole concept of taking some of my biggest insecurities and some of my, um, you know, just whatever, you know, just taking things in my experience and trying to use that to make other people laugh and have a good time and send a message too. I don't want to just be up there telling random jokes. I, I want to deliver a message. I want to, I'm not going to fucking save the world. I'm not Gandhi, but I mean like, I want my, my comedy to be something that also makes you think. That's it. That's as simple as I can boil it down to. I'm not going to, you know, change the minds of millions and, and create a fucking Ron Paul movement. But if I can get you to think and question something that you may never have questioned before, then I think that's a win. Because I used to not question anything. Things used to just, used to just be the way they were. And the way things were explained to me, especially through media, were always just taken at face value. I never thought to, you know, these people are trying to manipulate me. Never was a thought in my mind. 
but that's the the reality of it. So if I can, if I can be impactful, especially with the generations that are coming up, and and the um, I, I, this is such a touchy subject. It's just you know it's such a turn off for people, and some people you know to to try to be in the middle is like a weird place to be. Because if you're trying to be rational, if you're trying to be in the middle, if you're trying to be objective, the, the far left and the far right will accuse you of being the far left and the far right. And um, they, you just get painted into a, 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 you know, painted. You just get cornered into a, a corner. You get cornered into a corner, a corner pocket. You get cornered into this, um, you know, uh, uh, if you say one thing, then you must be this. If you uh, think this, then you must be a Nazi. Like, just the, 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 I don't know, it's just a strange, strange hiccup that we're, uh, we're crossing. And I, I think it's, I think it's just because all of this shit is new. Everything we're experiencing is new, and I think there's going to be a lot of hiccups, and I think we're going to go through some rocky moments, but this is why we are a constitutional republic. This is what the founders wanted to protect us from, is when, when growing and expanding and changing, like the framework is just so supposed to protect individual rights that's it like the rest of everything else is just you know bullshit and i i don't understand everybody's fascinate like it's uh, i i like to call it hypocrisy not hypocrisy hypocrisy i don't know i'm trying to coin that word i'm trying to say it so that it becomes familiar in my mind because when i say it it sounds weird but it means so much to me because hypocrisy is everyone, you have the left, right? The left wants to tell you how corrupt big businesses are and tell you how corrupt the politicians are and how corrupt the government is and how, you know, how police kill people. But in the same breath, they want to give you more government. They want to give you more um, corporations, you know, manipulating people. They want to give you more um, police gun violence. Because if you take guns from people, then the police are the only ones with guns. Alright? And that just gives all the power to the government. And then you have the right where they're supposed to be about small government, they're supposed to be about conservative values, and they're... Democrats, they act like fucking Democrats, in in all of the bad ways. Big spending, right? They don't want to spell. They don't want to spend on welfare entitlements. They want to spend on corporate welfare entitlement. They want to spend on the military industrial complex. We got to rebuild the military. Who the fuck has a military that's even close to ours? What is there to rebuild? Defense spending is not what we spend our money on 
everybody like just from the top to the bottom there's just government program after government program that's all dog shit and people just want to keep throwing money at this problem and this is why taxation is theft it's not so much the it's i mean it, it really is everything about it taxation is theft just because you're taking money from people against their will that's like the at its core, you know, it's just a, it sounds so silly, but it's not. At its core, taxation is theft. You're taking people, you're taking money from people by force, right? So this force, without that force, you're not, people aren't going to give up their money, right? So you have to have that threat of the gun to take people's money. So that's the threat, that's the theft, okay? Then, when you take the money and, and then you have the argument, well, we have to do it for civilized, you know, culture and it's your, you know, social contract and we have to help others, we have to be considerate. I agree. I agree in all those things. I agree in the social contract. I agree in the um, helping others. I agree in community. I agree in pitching together. And I mean, that's the only way we're going to survive. The difference is I don't believe in it when it comes at the end of a barrel of a gun. Okay? I believe in the non-aggression principle where you don't have to use coercion and force to get what you want. You can achieve the same goals even better, even more efficient if, you know, through education, through uh, leading by example, uh, you know, through community initiatives, through uh, conversation, through dialogue, like these things, you know, I, I just, I don't know, I just have more faith in people than what we're showing ourselves. And when people say that they don't have faith in people, then why do you have the faith in the government? If you don't have faith in people to get these things on their own why do you think an entitled tyrannical just violent organization is going to provide that for you historically it has always been a bad idea it, it just nothing works social security medicare just because it worked for 30 years or 40 years doesn't mean anything in scale when you're talking about the time of all life when you're talking about the time since this country has been uh you know created since the time of modern civilization all these things when you look at things at scale we haven't been here that long this is a still a new experiment and it's i still think it's the best form of government i still think we have the best um um, you know, judicial system. I believe in all of the values that are American. I believe we have those best things. I just believe that we fucked them up, right? I just really think we fucked them up and we've really got to get back to basics. And getting back to basics doesn't mean trying to strip away the very rights that the government is not supposed to infringe on. The, the rights in the Constitution and in the Bill of Rights and all, what they're talking about there is not 
The government's not giving us rights. Those rights are given to us by our creator. Whatever you believe in, they're, they're your rights that you're born with. And the government it does not give you these rights. The Bill of Rights... The Bill of Rights is just... Oh, my daughter's sick. I got the camera on a little too loud. She might wake up. I think she is up. Anyway, the Bill of Rights is was written to instruct the government on what rights they can infringe on. It's not to tell people what rights they have or what rights they're allowed to have. So it's just, um, you know, I think the, the, the protests with the gun control and everything, I, I, you know, I support them 100%. I always support the, one, the First Amendment, the One Amendment. I support the number one. I support the, the First Amendment no matter what, what you're protesting about or what you're getting together to say. I, I support that shit because it's important. Freedom of speech, that's why it's first. Because that's the most important thing. You you have to be able to, you know, you have to be able to offend people if you want to have a meaningful conversation, right? Things that you need to talk about, the meaningful things that need to be talked about are not comfortable and are offensive, okay? It's okay to be offended. You, you, you know, you just have to learn how to get over it, learn how to have some empathy from where the, where the person is coming from with what they're talking about, okay? But, um, what the hell is that going on with this stupid rant? Um, empathy, yeah, so, you know, the First Amendment, it's, just, it, it's really important, but the First Amendment is the First Amendment because of the Second Amendment. Right? The Second Amendment protects it. It's not about hunting. It's not about sport. It's not about what guns people are supposed to have and what not supposed to have. It's just you are able to protect yourself. And you should have guns in case the government gets crazy. Right? And then people say, well, what do you think you're going to do with the AR-15 against Scud missiles and 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 hell hellfire missiles and drones. You ain't gonna be able to do shit, bro. Really? Tell tell the Afghans that. Tell the Afghans, the Afghanis, tell the Taliban, right? Tell ISIS that. I mean, even though ISIS was using shit we gave them, they you know the guerrilla warfare. There's a lot to say about it, and we're also on home ground. You forget we're on home turf. So don't think they're gonna be dropping missiles all over themselves. Right, so no. It's, if God forbid it was ever a, um, you know, a revolution that was televised, I don't think the, um, I don't think it would look too good for the government. It's, you just, there's just too many people. There's just too many guns, and there's also the people in the military. They're not going to be down with it either. So it's going to be, it's it'd be quite a fucking quagmire. But the point is, is that regardless if it ever gets to that or not, it's the, the, the um, what's the nuke term? Uh, mutual assured destruction, right? They know that they can't walk, I mean, they can't cross that line. They walk that line, they push and they push and they, that's why it's such a, a, a sensationalism on, on the, in the media, the push. And the obvious narrative and the obvious, you know, just 
with the shooter um, in this Maryland, uh, was it Maryland school where the, where the, um, the resource officer, the armed resource officer fucking killed the kid in a fucking minute and, and saved a whole bunch of fucking people's lives. Like, it's just a narrative that's pushed. I do think we have a problem with fucking kids shooting schools up, even though the numbers are down. In overall mass shootings, the casualties are, are, are higher now, but the instances in school shootings is lower now. So that means the amount of times that school shootings happen now per year are less than in the 90s, which is a weird fucking stat. I didn't believe it, and then I looked it up, and I was like, oh shit, that's true. But the caveat to that is that the, the volume of people that are dying is more now. So I guess they're fucking getting better. I don't know. But the whole point is that that's a fucking problem, right? And there's a lot of things that, a lot of factors that um, that are involved. But if you look at the Maryland shooter, the Maryland shooter, I think Maryland has some of the fucking toughest gun laws in the country. He was not even 18, so he's not legally supposed to own a firearm. I mean, it's just so much. And it, it, that's what, when you start adding more gun laws, they're not going to help. They're going to restrict and they make you feel safer because you think people aren't going to be able to get these things. But they still are. The people that want to do the damage will still be able to get the things that you want to outlaw. So all you're doing is, in, is um, infringing on the rights of, of, of people that didn't do anything wrong. That's the gripe I have with the gun control push. Yes, I think there should be a background check. Yes, I do think you should um, get training. I think, it, you know, it's a dangerous thing. It's something that you should be responsible for. Because, um, you know, back in the day in this country when kids would have guns, it wasn't they just got guns. They were educated on these guns. They were responsible with these guns. They knew what to do with them. They were, you know, they were familiar with them. Now when you when you have something that's not so familiar, it's just like prohibition of drugs. Like it makes it that much more enticing to get. It makes it that much more dangerous. It makes it, you know, all that stuff. It's just overall the the you know, when they talk about, you know, the bump stocks and how Trump wants to fucking ban bump stocks. I'm almost positive bump stocks don't do what he's claiming that they do. Turning a semi-auto into an auto. I think it's a lot sloppier. It's not as accurate. And you can get the same effect, the same speed by fucking pulling the trigger a whole bunch of times. I'm almost positive. Um, I, you know, I'm fucking talking off the top of my head here without clicking it because it sounds really loud i gotta check the mic on this uh i mean the volume on this mic but it's you know and and this is you see this in the media and you see these people they get on the the the, the news and they talk with um they talk about these guns and they use incorrect terminologies and they they talk about a gun while showing a picture of a different gun and it, you know it's just very very misleading and and my concern is not that people want change and that people want safety for their children i just think people are doing it misguided i just think that they're misguided by um a very politicized topic and um 
it's just very dangerous it's very very dangerous just like socialism is dangerous and um and and that you know they they coincide this this sometimes i feel like you know i don't want to get fucking full alex jones conspiracy um but i just feel like sometimes there's an agenda you know to take the guns it just that's what, it just that's what it feels like with the 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 politicizing of it and the way the narrative is pushed and the way it's spun and the misinformation and and yeah you know i i get that the nra lobbies and that's what they're supposed to do they're a fucking national rifle association what do you think they're supposed to do they have so much money in the fucking government because there's a big consensus of uh, the importance of the Second Amendment. So now you have a Second Amendment and you, you know, the patriotic thing to do is to defend it. The NRA has found a way to capitalize on that and bank on that patriotism. So I understand the resentment towards the NRA 100%. I get it. Fucking lobby. It's disgusting. You know, the, the, the money and the fucking favors and, and you know, the, the, the political power that they have. You know, but it doesn't change the fact about um, the importance of the Second Amendment. I, I don't even know how I got on that fucking rant. Um, but just to bring it full circle, because uh, I wanted to, I didn't want to go full fucking commando. <laughs> I didn't want to go full fucking commando on the first fucking episode. I wanted to keep it light, have a beer, talk about comedy. Um, you know, just talk about things to come, doing open mics. Uh, I want to get on Twitter and Facebook and let everybody know when I'm going to be places so people can come out and make fun of me. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited, but I'm also nervous. I'm so scared of bombing. Oh, I've been up four times. Uh, three place, three times in one place, uh, Nikki's Barn, Little Ferry, and one place in Rockaway, uh, what's it, Rockaway, or Flanders, or something, I think it was Rockaway, um, some, some bar that had an open mic in, in Rockaway, and it was more for, like, bands, but, um, me and my buddy Big Mike got on there, and, um, and we had a good time, and, and nobody was really paying attention, but we didn't bomb, because the fucking six people that were paying attention were laughing, you know, and a couple of guys told me, hey, man, that was funny, yeah, good stuff, you know, they gave me a handshake on the way out, like, that was cool, that was my, my second time, that was my second time ever doing stand-up, and, and people were, you know, you know, telling me good stuff, and... And I watched the video back, and I look like a fucking fool. I, I, I won't even post a clip because I, I just sound like a mumbling idiot. Like I probably sound on this fucking podcast, but I got through it. And I know that continuing to do that is going to make me better at it and continuing to write. I keep telling myself, like I'm using not writing as an excuse for not going out and doing open mics. But meanwhile, I've been writing for two years. I got a lot of fucking jokes written. A lot of them need to be developed. I need to work on them. I need to move things around. I need to, you know, I need to fucking say it to people. I need to get on um, and, and, and actually say 
these jokes in front of people and see what's sticking and how I should rearrange it and, and watch my sets over again. And, and I just need to fucking get to work is really the bottom line. All right, because the excuse that I don't have anything written is bullshit. I have five fucking minutes. And I think, in my mind, I got a pretty good solid five minutes. Last time I was at, um, at Nikki's, uh, Nikki's on Wednesdays is a fucking awesome place to fucking do comedy. Man, it's really good. It's called, um, I don't fucking remember. But, um, it has, uh, maybe like 10, 12 comics that are regular, like, they're there every week. And, uh, the host is funny. Uh, I think his name is David or Dave. Um. Fuck, I'm terrible with names. Sorry if you ever fucking hear this. Um, if anybody, you know, if the fucking millions of people that are listening to this run up on you and tell you. Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, so Nikki's is, is fucking such a dope environment for an open mic. Um, you know, the crowd is right there. It's really intimate. Um, so you're kind of forced to pay attention. Um and then all the other comics are there, and it's just a fun time. Everybody laughs. You get to work on stuff. There's really not that much pressure. But boy, do my fucking guts go through the ringer. Let me tell you, man. Oh, it gets crazy. Where I like, I remember last time I was sitting there, and I was, you know, a couple of my friends showed up, and I had a good group of people with me. I had about like six or seven people that showed up. Um, and I just remember we were talking, and I wasn't even listening. I really wasn't listening to the other comics. And, I, you know, I was laughing and, and hearing their jokes, but at this, I'm just thinking about what the fuck I'm going to say and how I was going to react. And I'm looking at people in the crowd and, oh, will he laugh? He's not laughing at anybody's jokes. Is this guy going to laugh? Oh, man, I hope she doesn't say anything when I get up there. Like, you know, just the, I'm playing this scenario over and over my head, and I'm dying a fucking thousand deaths. Um, but... Once they call my name and I get up, it just, I feel so light. I get to that stage and when, and you know, I, again, Joey Diaz was talking about this and he said, the minute you touch the mic, that all goes away. As soon as I put my hand on that mic, everything goes away and it's just me, that microphone, and my fucking skin scully story. You know, it's just, it, I don't know, it's so freeing. And um, I can't, I, I can't imagine like what life would be like if I had started this a lot longer. I don't want to fucking dwell on it, but I can't always help to come back. Like, you know, I'm 36 now, if, um, uh, if I did it 15 years ago. If I started 15 years ago, where would I be right now? You know? Who knows? Um, I feel like I'm... I feel like I'm good at it. Um, good at it in a way that you're good at something when you do it for the first time, but you still suck. <laughs> Alright? Because make no qualms about it. I still suck at what I'm doing. But... But I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic about a lot of things. I'm optimistic about the podcast, getting this first one out the way, banging out 40 fucking minutes. 
Um, that's really impressive. I thought I was going to do 15, 20, but um, I'm glad I was able to bang out uh, 40 minutes on, on my first one. Uh, I could still keep probably going, but I, I want to earn your, your attention. I want to earn your, um, your engagement. I don't want it to be just a one-way conversation. I, I want to engage in dialogue. I want to understand people. I want people to understand me. And I want it to be reciprocal. Okay? Um, I want to get something out of my interaction with you as much as I want to give you something. And um, that's it. Um, stay tuned. I appreciate you if you've if you've gotten this far in the conversation. I really really appreciate you giving me your attention. I know there's a lot of content out there that um, that I'm competing with, and uh, I just want to get small snippets of your time and um, see if we can go on a journey, go on a journey. I don't know any good journey songs. Alright, so, again, remember, bring it as you are, who you are as a person, okay? You have to make sure you are you. I love you, motherfucker.